In the year since Eric Garner was choked to death by a Staten Island police officer, Americans have been grappling with questions about racism and policing. Those topics are hard for adults, but they're especially challenging for young teenagers and the teachers trying to guide them. It's, it's been exhausting. <laughs> As a follow-up to our Being 12 series, WNYC's Beth Fertig talks with teachers about classroom conversations during turbulent times. One Friday morning in May, Stephanie Caruso had a question for her 7th graders at Westside Collaborative. She wanted to know if they'd ever been stopped by police when leaving the Upper West Side campus for lunch. So has anyone at lunch out experienced something strange like that, where people are questioning why you're not in school? An African-American girl named Joya Gaskin said she and her friend were once questioned by a white policeman. It was like kind of like right after like the whole Ferguson thing, so I didn't know if it was because of our race, because it kind of came off like that. And how did you and Talia react? Because let me tell you, I know you girls and you're very outspoken. But Joya said she kept it in check. I didn't want to get crazy with the police officer and then he thinks that, oh, she's kind of, let me just, you know, beat her, shoot her, you know, just because she's acting that type of way. Okay, thank you for sharing, Joya. It turned out a bunch of kids had similar experiences. Some wondered whether they were being stopped because of race or because they're kids and they weren't in school. What I have for each table is... Caruso had another exercise for them. She wanted the kids to examine their own interactions with each other around race and prejudice. They read a story about a Mexican student who didn't like it when other kids called him Taco Bell. Then one boy in the back volunteered that he's Mexican, which triggered this. (laughs) So even that, we just laughed at that. Right? Why is it funny to be a Mexican? (laughs) Think about it. And I'm calling you out. I want you to feel uncomfortable because these are the moments that we need to recognize. That it's not so funny. As a humanities teacher, Caruso believes it's part of her job to help students navigate both the profound and silly ways in which they deal with race and stereotypes. But as a young white woman, she also worries that she might not always relate to her mostly minority students. And that upsets her because she knows some of these kids are going through a lot, like being stopped by police. It's so hard because I don't want to think that I'm missing something, but I want them to know how much I care. Caruso isn't the only teacher at her school struggling with how to talk about race. They had some experience with teaching about prejudice from a prior training with the group Facing History and Ourselves. But for the most part, these teachers figured it out as they went along, picking reading and writing exercises that would be relevant for their students. You don't receive training to have that type of discussion, that real discussion with your kids about that reality. Victoria Thomas is Haitian-American. She says she frequently tells her seventh grade class about being teased by black Americans while she was growing up in New York. But it can still be hard to have conversations around prejudice. They're not going to be honest about their feelings. They're not going to be honest about what hurts them. They internalize it. Adolescents are already going through so much change, physically and psychologically. They're just figuring out their place in the world as they develop more independence. That means confronting some difficult stuff, says Deidre Franklin, Managing Director of Counseling at the YWCA in Brooklyn. Race has always been there. They've always been aware of it. But as they move through this particular period, they're starting to question, who am I, related to all sorts of various groups. 
they're questioning like, who, who am I as a black person? Or maybe I don't see myself as a black person, but everybody keeps telling me that I'm black. Franklin is among several individuals and groups who offer training for teachers to feel more comfortable talking about race. A few of these groups say schools seem more interested in their work since the Ferguson and Garner cases. In fact, the principal of Westside Collaborative says she's now looking into one for the fall. But it can be hard for public schools to find the time and money for training. That's why many say the real experts on teaching about race and diversity are in the city's private schools. We come at it from a perspective of, yes, race, ethnicity, socioeconomic status, learning style, sexual orientation, family structure, gender, religion. Anshu Wahi is diversity coordinator at the Bank Street School in Manhattan. All the top private schools have positions like this. It's not just about making the schools more diverse. It's about training their teachers. Every faculty member at Bank Street attended a two-day workshop on institutional racism last fall, and Wahi helps bring different perspectives into the entire curriculum. When I explain my job to, like, kindergartners, I say there are so many things that make up who we are as individuals, and my job is to make sure that every single person who comes to school feels like they can be their whole selves. So by the time they get to seventh grade, students at Bank Street are used to thinking and talking about the impact of race on society. It's so much harder to think of, like, the drawbacks of being white compared to, like, um, all of the good things, and, like, that's extremely sad. The 12- and 13-year-olds in this class are debating what it means to be white. It's part of a unit on immigration, but their teacher wants them to also look at what's happening now. They discuss a cartoon showing how white teenagers are encouraged to wear a hooded sweatshirt when it's cold, but the same outfit makes a black teen look suspicious. The kids have so much to say that their teacher barely needs to facilitate. They had video footage of a police officer murdering him. At one point, a black student, Nyla Strong, challenges some classmates after they strongly criticize the police. Well, I really disagree. I think that not all cops are like this, but there's enough to say that what's happening is not okay at all. They are able to have really deep conversations about anything, but especially race. Their teacher, Nayantara Matre, says it took years to get to this level of discourse. I think when it's embedded in the curriculum anyway, and when they feel comfortable with each other and comfortable with their teachers, and they feel safe and they feel respected and trusted, and they respect and trust me, we're able to do that. But she says that doesn't mean she never has to confront them about occasional name-calling. They're still kids. Some people might question whether schools need to spend so much time tackling race and diversity issues. Is this really the job of a teacher? But Matre says it's unavoidable, especially this past year. They're seventh graders. I can't ignore what's happening in the world. You know, they watch TV, they're on Twitter, they know about all of this stuff. So I can't ignore it. I don't want to ignore it. And if I do ignore it, they will bring it up anyway. Because by the time they're 12, they've already formed impressions based on what they're hearing at home, as well as from their friends and the media. Impressions that can be either reinforced or challenged by their teachers at school. For WNYC, I'm Beth Fertig.